Hey guys, Jason Davis here. Uh, with everything that's going on out there in culture, in the school system, especially the public school system, right? And drag shows and everything in between, our kids are under attack daily. And that's why I wanted to tell you today about the Tuttle Twins books. Tuttle Twins is really, it's the only books uh, that I know of for kids that really help them develop critical thinking skills about real world concepts, economies, finance, government, freedom, liberty, the free market, how to be self-reliant and outside the system. Right now, we just all have to recognize the world's full of companies and people and politicians that want to expose and influence our kids and in ideas that we don't support. And so that includes school teachers, unfortunately. So Tuttle Twins empowers parents. I encourage you to check them out at TuttleTwins.com or if you go to my website at DontTreadOnLiberty.com and go to Freedom Partners under Tuttle Twins, there is a special offer for you. So DontTreadOnLiberty.com under Freedom Partners. Check out the Tuttle Twins and we do have a special offer for you. Well, let's get back to the show. I hope you enjoy this week. God bless. Fighting back against the left's nonstop attacks on liberty, freedom, and America. America. This is Don't Tread on Liberty. Jason Davis is on the air. Hey, welcome back to Don't Tread on Liberty. It's Jason Davis back. And uh, of course, we're going to talk about one of our favorite topics, which is the uh, Great Reset today. And uh, we're coming back around to your finances. Um, because we all know that they're pushing, coming hard and heavy with the central bank digital currency, and they're devaluing the dollar with inflation uh, at the highest pace we've ever seen. And so your money is losing value quickly, which is why all your prices are higher for you now. Um, so I'm going to bring in the guest today. Uh, he actually works for the Goldback uh, company. So the the folks that have started producing the Goldback. The, they're basically these things. They're kind of like, yeah, there you go. They're mm-hmm. kind of like, um, I guess, a gold equivalent to what we would consider paper money, you know, the dollar. Yeah, the um, difference is these are made out of gold. Right, exactly. So we're going to get into that. But uh, Benjamin Schaefer is here. He's legal counsel for Goldback. Benjamin, thank you for being here. How are you? Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be on. Uh, I tell you what, we've all got to stand up for liberty or we're going to lose it. That's right. Um, So obviously, finance is a big part of that because if they can control your money, they basically control you. You know, if you can't buy anything, um, whether that be food or energy or whatever, then you're pretty much done, right? Absolutely. In fact, I I mean, that's the real threat of a central bank digital currency. It isn't just that they can monitor every single transaction. It's that they can control every single transaction. And people think, oh, they wouldn't do that. I'm small potatoes. I'm just some guy. They don't have to have a human being who decides whether or not you get to make a purchase. All they need to do is program some algorithm that says we don't want anyone to uh, who meets these factors to be able to do these things and pretty soon they can control the entire economy um and in an even more absolute way than any communist country's ever attempted yeah i mean we're talking absolute control and it and it would be absolute control of the ai the algorithm would make the decision that's right and um if anybody wants a preview of that just look back to last year when the Canadians turned off uh, all these truckers' bank accounts because they didn't like what they were doing. Now, just imagine if there were no cash, 
and you could not get money, not just like out of your bank, mm -hmm. but you couldn't have any money because there is none. There's no cash now. So now they just turn you off and I guess you're living yeah. on the street, right? Yeah, frankly, if those truckers had used more cash, it wouldn't have mattered that they shut down their bank accounts, right? But um, they're doing like a lot of us are, and they're carrying around that debit card, and they have almost they have no cash in their wallet. And then when they got those debit cards shut down, um, they they couldn't function. Yeah, you know. Um, and uh, but what do you do if there's no alternative? Well, if there's no alternative because the because the currency itself is a digital um a digital format like that then yeah um you'll you you wouldn't really own anything at least not as measured in that it wouldn't really be a currency um a currency um coming from the term like current right that you can actually exchange things in any way you want a real currency has to be something that you can hold it has to be something that you can control if you can't then it's not a currency it's just social credit it's basically a social credit system yeah. And actually, uh, you bring up a good point there because, you know, we call like these dollars, these um, fake paper pieces of linen that they print over there at the Federal Reserve. They mm -hmm. call that money, but it's really not money because there's nothing backing it uh, at all. It's just printed out of thin air. And the gold is actually gold and silver is actually real money because they've used it for thousands of years. It retains its value. It has limited supply. All of these things make it a hard asset. So it is real money. The dollars that we carry as money and call money, as you say, is more like credit. And it's it's a way to exchange and buy and sell. So it's more like a currency, but it's actually not money, right? Right. In fact, you know, one of the problems that I like to joke about is that it's basically a gamification of our whole economy. We just think of it um, as, you know, the human brain doesn't even calculate it as a real thing when it's just numbers on a phone you know if you've got your smartphone and you do your apple pay swipes and and those types of things your even your brain doesn't really comprehend i am giving up value to receive value um and and when that happens we it affects our purchasing behaviors uh, it affects the way we think about money and you know all of that is detrimental to our liberty but you know nothing is even nothing is nearly as detrimental as what i fear is coming which is the end of cash because when you when you take something in your hand and you trade it for something else that's when your brain knows okay i exchanged something for something else this had real value to me i worked for this i created this um do i actually want that other thing more um, and it, it's, it's just a healthier way, I, I believe, for us to approach. Yeah, it's psychological. You, you're holding this in your hand, and now I have to give it mm -hmm. away. And right. psychologically, I know I'm, I'm parting ways with this to get what mm -hmm. I want from you. So um, when it's all electronic, you're right. You don't really recognize that exchange. It just, it just becomes even more and more hypothetical, less and less of a real value, right? But gold and silver have real value they're useful they're beautiful they um you know they they you can't make more of it, it, it it's scarcity is a set thing um and so all of that makes gold and silver real money and you know originally even these notes before they were federal reserve notes there were silver silver certificates and gold certificates that's right, right? And the purpose of that is well sure this is just a piece of paper 
but for what, but for these, you can exchange for these. Basically, you can exchange uh, paper for real metal. And but now, since you can't even exchange it for real metal, what is it? What is it really? It's just an, an idea, in, really. And in fact, it used to say right on the dollar uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> that you could turn it in at any Federal Reserve Bank for gold mm -hmm. on deposit. Yep. And then, and then quietly, they just took that off one day, and nobody seemed to notice. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> most people, most people just didn't really think about it. But I like to say it's like a coupon. This is only a coupon for real money, or was a coupon for real money. But now that you cannot um, exchange it for silver, it's an expired coupon. We're, we, you know, you can collect expired coupons all you want. You can trade expired coupons. But you cannot ever, ever, ever redeem expired coupons. And that's the problem. That's right. And now at the pace of inflation and the way they're printing money, uh, they've printed more money in the last two years, as you're probably aware, than they've printed in the entire life that they've been printing money. So, right. so I mean, the value of the dollar is nothing. And now they're at the end of the line. They have nowhere else to go. The The whole thing is going to come down, which is why they want to come hot and heavy with this central bank digital currency. Um, so that's yeah, all. I expect so. Yeah. So that's all very terrible. And then you guys come in um, with the gold back. Now, yep. before we it's get in. It's a very in, new idea uh, for a very, very old concept. <laughs> that's right. Now, before I get into this, let me give my disclaimer because, you know, in the woke world, you have to give disclaimers so people don't spill themselves with coffee and then complain that it was hot. Um, right. <laughs> I am not a financial advisor. I am not your financial advisor. Talk to your financial advisor, do your own research, and then evaluate gold back for yourself. Uh, I think it's a worthy Absolutely. endeavor, but do your own research. Okay. So now yeah. that that's out of the way. <laughs> um, how did you how did you get into how did you get into this space to begin with? Well, me personally, I, I was so excited to get a job actually to work for the Goldback company. Uh, but before I worked for Goldback, I was a lawyer in private practice. Um, did small town law, you know, lots of divorces and some adoptions and small business contracts and uh, business organizations and selling a business and estate planning and stuff like that. Um, I ran into the inventor of the goldbacks at the county fair um, because here in Utah, um, he wasn't sure yet about whether or not this could circulate as a currency because that is what it really is, is. It's a local currency concept, right? So he was like, I need to find business owners that might be interested in this. So he goes down there and um, I bumped into him at the fair and he says, would you take payment in gold at your law firm? And I said, well, absolutely. Um, in fact, before I'd, I'd had these, I had accepted one ounce gold coin as payment um, at my law firm in the past. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the thing. Um, you know, gold is real money, right? And he says, well, yeah, but we have a whole monetary system. It's not just one piece of gold, right? It is a monetary system. So I saw you had the one and the five there, right? Yeah, so I have the one here, and this one's from New Hampshire. Nice. And so this is one one thousandth of an ounce. Yep. And then I have the five, which is from Utah. And okay, this, cool. is, this is one two hundredth of an ounce. Yep, which is the same as five thousandths. 
Right. Right. Now, when I first found out about the gold back, it was so new. They'd only made the ones in the fives. That was all that was invented yet. And and uh, I was like, oh, my goodness, they're interchangeable. You've just fixed money. Now, why? Why does this fix money? For thousands of years, there are all kinds of problems with money. There's a reason why they invented paper notes. Sure, it's heavy. It's hard to carry around with you. Right. All that stuff. Yeah. There's there's a reason why they invented um, fiat currency. Even they want to make this where they can just print hundred dollar bills for a few cents a pop. There's a reason why they invented that because there are problems in money that need need solving. So it's all a little bit theoretical, but I realized he'd fixed money. Why? Two things. One, the small coin problem. One of the things you run into with precious metals is that they're just too darn valuable um, to actually use and circulate. You need a way to make a small purchase, a really small purchase, a loaf of bread, a sandwich, you know, something like that. You need to be able to make a small purchase. You cannot make a small purchase with a gold coin. Uh, and so taking payment as I had at my law firm with a one ounce gold coin, he got like $2,000 worth of credit uh, in his trust account um, for that coin for me to bill against. And I didn't, didn't, he didn't spend it all at once, right? I billed it against his account um, in small increments. Uh, you know, oh, I spent 20 minutes on this legal task for him and this is my hourly billing rate and I'm going to take a little bit of that out of his um, out of what he's prepaid on on his retainer right that's kind of how that works well that works fine for me because I had an account a way of breaking that coin down into smaller chunks so that I could earn that coin over time but what if I couldn't do that what if I just wanted to grab a sandwich and go would never work with a gold coin it's you're either not going to get the sandwich you need for lunch or that is going to be the most expensive sandwich in the history of sandwiches. Which is, and that's where people will say, well, that's what silver's for. Right. But even silver, silver has, you know, been hovering right around $24 an ounce for the last few weeks. Um, it's a little less today, but it's still 23 something. What if you can't make change for anything smaller than like 25 bucks? You still got a problem. That's still a lot of sandwich if it's one sandwich. Uh, $25 sandwich probably exists, but you don't want to pay that for one hamburger, right? So you still want to break that down some more. So people will use dimes or one-tenth of an ounce coins. But here's the problem. They're not fungible. In other words, they're not interchangeable. So let's say I run this hypothetical hamburger joint and I want to use free money. I want to protect our liberty. I don't want to use that central bank digital currency. And I say, I'm going to take silver coins, right? You come to my hamburger place. Some people order just right exactly on so that their order is one ounce of silver and they pay me one ounce of silver. That's great. But what are the people who buy something for less than one ounce of silver, but they hand me one ounce of silver. So um, they, they come in and they say, actually, I only want a drink or I only want one small thing. Here's my silver coin. What do I do? Do I give them 10th ounce coins? Um, as change, essentially. So, like, if they, so that I could assume, well, they only owe me three tenths of an ounce, and they gave me one ounce, so I should give them seven tenth ounce coins back as change. That makes perfect sense. But it doesn't work that way in silver. It doesn't work that way in gold. It works that way in the gold back. But it does not work that way in any other precious metal system. Why? Because there's a different premium. When you've got a a five gold back, it is worth exactly five ones, or even a fifty gold back. That's our biggest note. It's one twentieth of a trillion of pure gold. 
you can trade a 150 for 50 ones. Not for 42 and a half ones or something like that. And exactly. you're saying and you're saying ones. that's the exact same weight uh when you give the change in those yeah. bills. That's correct. You get the exact same amount of gold. There's no difference in premium, but there's a difference in premium on those uh on those ounces. I I bought um, over this last weekend. I was in Florida. They have a big uh, numismatics conference. In other words, a lot of coin collectors, all that mm -hmm. sort of thing, right? So there's all these gold and silver dealers all over the place, and there was a bunch of them that were selling um, generic one ounce silver rounds. It's called because they're not from the mint, so they don't call them coins, but basically a one ounce coin. There's a bunch of people selling um, those in bulk for between twenty five and thirty dollars if you bought enough of them. Uh, each coin because um, they're dealers, but the one tenth ounce coins were like five dollars a pop. They were roughly double the premium of the other of the other rounds. And so, really, if I had a one ounce coin and you had tenth ounce coins, and I wanted to trade you, I couldn't trade you one one ounce for ten ten ounces. I trade you one one ounce for only five tenths. Yeah. Um. That doesn't work as a monetary system because there's no way to hone in on a price or know exactly what that price is, you know, because um, money, money isn't just paper stuff. It isn't even just gold and silver. It has to be a measurement system. You could think about it like um, think about it like cooking in your kitchen. You know, if when you're reading your recipe, you need to know what one cup means. You need to know what one teaspoon means. If they're changing the ratios. Yeah. So that um, sometimes it means this and sometimes it means that. And each one has different volumes than it should. Then you, the recipe is not going to turn out and it'll, it'll, you know, and that's the same thing with our economy. Our economy has to function as an open free market if we want to have our liberty. Right. We need a free market. Now, it's not a free market if you don't have a free market currency, because otherwise manipulating the currency means they've manipulated your market. It's not free anymore. Exactly. Now, as the value of gold changes, as the price per ounce increases, right, mm -hmm. then these also become more valuable, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they are the gold. I mean, that's the real difference. This isn't just a promise for gold on deposit like these used to be. This is the gold. It's made out of gold. Uh, now, it's very, very thin, right? It's the world's thinnest gold coin, I like to say. Mm -hmm. Um we're talking like microns thick, really, and when it's the one. I mean, they're very, very thin amounts of gold, but um, that makes it possible for you to buy something small with it and everything like that. Now, how does um, it how does it work? It I mean, yeah. how does it work? I mean, how do you get that small amount of gold on this? It's like a it almost feels like a foil or a piece of plastic. How do you get that small amount sure. of gold onto this material? Right. So it is, what you're going to feel is the plastic, though. Mm -hmm. It's a container. It's basically a laminated piece of gold. So the gold is completely encased. Even on the back, there is a layer of polymer. So it is, um, it's, it's basically laminated, right? The polymer is on both sides. But the tiny bit of gold in the middle is done by this really cool process. It's very, very new technology. It was actually um, originally developed to try to create nanocomputers to make like wires that are one atom thick. Um, and the idea is, um, it's called vacuum deposition. So what happens is, is that in layman's terms, it's sort of like 3d printing where we're laying down a filament. The filament we're laying down is pure 
999 fine gold or 24 karat gold, pure gold, right? Um, but how are we shooting it on there? Our nozzle is basically a highly ionized laser that each photon is carrying a gold atom and then impacting it on the surface so that we can actually place those gold atoms exactly where and how we want them for exact weight and thickness. And that's what makes it possible really for us to consistently um, consistently make measure such tiny amounts of gold. Let me show you a really small gold bar. Got a guy here on his card, Premier Rare Coins. Mm -hmm. He embedded this this little tiny card with this itty bitty ingot. <laughs> right? I see One it. One quarter grain says on it. Yeah, I see it. Right? This little itty tiny bitty thing is almost half as much gold as this. Probably almost the same amount of gold as this. The big difference is we can measure it accurately. When they're stamping stuff out like this, they can only guess. They can only guess. It's really, really, really hard to measure at that tiny of a scale. Um, with this, so, we actually basically count the number of gold atoms we put in a, at an atomic level. It's, this is, it's so fascinating, and um, the technology is incredible um, and such an ingenious you know, idea. Um, that you guys come up with with this. Now, this this one, like you have there, this is basically mm -hmm. like about four dollars, right, or something, right? Yeah. So yeah, the current exchange rate is about four dollars. I want to say it was three dollars and ninety seven cents. So really, really close to four dollars today. Um, and that's based on two factors, though. Um, one is that this is this is actual certified bullion. This is gold bullion. Uh, you could think of it as a thin bar instead of a thin coin, if you like. Um, in fact, it's even been IRA approved at certain vaulting sites and stuff like that to um, to put that in there for tax purposes. Impressive. For your, um, so yeah, it's it's certified. It's it's double checked by other by multiple third parties, um, but uh, it's also un, you know, and that, it's also because it's uncounterfeitable. The uh, the way that we do this, no no one else has the tech to do it. Nobody else has been able to counterfeit one of these. Um, my favorite thing is this back at the back of the note has this reverse image on it. Yeah. Uh, that can only be done through our process. Nobody else really knows how to do that. So if you ever see one of these, that's a fake, uh, it'll just be blank. It'll just be like a foil that they've put, that they've laminated instead of the, the gold itself taking on so, the, these security features. But so very, sorry, I'm not really answering your question. Am I? <laughs> no, no, it's that's, that's great. Um, and that's really good to know that, you know, you can't really fake these things. Um, right. Now, you know, I've seen them around. A lot of dealers are carrying them. Do you find that, um, you know, so obviously that space is accepting it, but do you find that a lot of retail um, or other businesses or services, I mean, how widely is it accepted? I mean, I know I've right. I, I seen in Wyoming, they have quite mm -hmm. a bit, but like in most places, they don't. So how widely do you think it's being accepted? It's still very small but it's growing quickly. So right now in Utah, there's about, uh, there's over 300 businesses just in the state of Utah that will accept, that advertise, that they will accept this right at the cash register as a form of payment. Um, I went out to lunch today, actually, um, to a sushi place, and I paid in goldbacks for, for lunch. Um, so there are places that are taking it. Um, but it is true that hundreds of businesses is still 
super tiny compared to the overall economy, right? We want thousands, tens of thousands of businesses to be taking these. Um, and if you walk up to somebody who's never seen it before and say, hey, would you take payment in gold? Um, our, our experience is, is that about half of businesses will say yes, but that's only if you can talk to the business owner, right? If you walk in and talk to some, some clerk, uh, somebody at the cash register, that they don't have the authority. I mean, even if they want it, they don't know what to do with it, right? But, uh, but yeah, if you can talk to a business owner, some small business person that you know, actually um, go to the Goldback website, sign up your business, mm-hmm. um, and, and then people will start bringing you Goldbacks. It's basically free advertising. We're building this community. We're advertising each other's businesses. We're promoting um, each business as a, a liberty-loving uh, business that wants sound money. Why not have some free advertising? And in return, all you have to do is get a little extra gold. So let me let me go back to something you said a minute ago. So you had lunch at the sushi place. Yeah. How did they give you change? Oh yeah. Well, it was it was pretty simple. Um, you should put a link in the description of this video. If you go to goldback.com, it'll show you the exchange rate. Right. Yeah. But then you have to do math. Nobody wants to do math. So you click the menu, and there's a calculator app. Calculator oh. app right there will calculate the change um, in dollars or goldbacks. It's reversible. Um, anything you need to figure out there, it will tell you. Uh, it's it's supposed to be designed for anybody to be able to figure out how to use it. Hopefully. That's cool. Um, anybody who can use a calculator can use this guy. That's cool. Very cool. Okay. And then um, I know, you know, small businesses, you probably have mm-hmm. a pretty fair shot for them to take it. As, an, atter- as an attorney, <laughs> what do you think the chances are that any major corporation will accept Goldbacks? I think that it's inevitable so long as it becomes a larger part of the economy. Um, big corporations, even though, yeah, you're not going to be able to find the decider on any given day when you walk in there with some goldbacks, um, but they're out for number one. You know, they want to make money. If we reach a point where there's an alternative to the central bank digital currency and people want to use it, I can't imagine any corporation being so self-destructive that they won't accept payment um, and they'll, they'll lose a substantial amount of business. But it has to be substantial, right? So this is one of the reasons why we're trying to promote this as an alternative now before um, things get out of hand. Because we have to build that infrastructure now simply as a better way of using money. We don't have to, um, you know, if they come out with a central bank digital currency, this may become the only physical currency in the country. Um, but well before that happens, we need that infrastructure set up. We need people who know how to use the calculator. We need people who know the value of gold and silver. Um, and hey, that could be another that could be another business uh, line for you guys. You could actually develop the software with the calculator mm-hmm. where they could use the app or something with their cash register and get the uh, calculation right there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's that's part of our goal is to make sure that we can multi-platform this. Yeah. Well, I'm a little more skeptical about the corporations because they seem to be very self-destructive. Um, I mean, I'll give you just a handful of examples. Defund the True. police. People, people play along only so long, though. I mean, I don't know. BLM, about defund the, the police. Southwest melted down over the holidays is what I'm thinking about, right? They were so obsessed with with uh, squeezing every dime of profit out of their company that they they literally destroyed their ability to function. Yeah. That's part of it. Then there's another part of it where their pilots uh, are not safe to fly and things like that. That's a whole other discussion. But 
Um, so, yeah. So, you know, it's with the back, the blue and the defund the police. And then you had the uh, BLM and and now mm. you have the uh, woke, all the wokeness everywhere. And, you know, you've heard go woke, go broke. And all these companies are going broke. And I it's was all, up and in it's, Seattle and got to visit the uh, the uh, little country that decided that they were not going to let the police in there anymore. And they were said that they'd be declare their independence. But. <laughs> you know and all so that. i hope i wish they would but yes i agree infrastructure on this would be outstanding so let me ask you mm -hmm. practically um and and by the way i'm in arizona and in arizona gold is legal tender but we mm -hmm. do not have an arizona gold back why is that because we don't have a sponsor yet is the bottom line you see the thing is is the is the federal reserve they can print their money out of nothing in fact right. when i say nothing only about three percent of the dollars in circulation even have a physical piece of paper equivalent okay most of it's only on zeros and ones on the computer is the majority of the u.s dollars but we ha we have no such uh we have no such um privilege we have to make our currency out of real 24 karat pure gold. We can't make that up out of thin air. We can't fake that. Um, we don't want to. We want it to be real, have real value, and that means it has to be a real thing. So what do we need? We need a huge amount of gold in order to launch a project in a new state um, to do the the gold back. Now, there's good news. There are people willing to do that. Um, smaller population areas need fewer fewer goldbacks in order to start functioning, right? Because it's a smaller economy. So South Dakota, which is a pretty small economy, uh, was funded recently. And this year, we are going to have a South Dakota goldback um, that will be coming out. So there will be yet another state added. But what about Arizona? Well, Arizona has a bigger population than any of the states that we've done yet. In order to launch an Arizona gold back, we may need, you know, as much as two to five million dollars worth of gold just to get started, just to do a launch. Uh, now, the good news is, is that if somebody does want to do that, we can make it very much worth their while. It can be an excellent way for them to hold their gold. Uh, we have something called the gold lease program, and it makes it possible for people to come to us and say, I want to buy a ton of gold or buy a ton of gold backs but I'm going to rent them back to you. I'm going to lease them to you so that you can sell them for the launch and then make me new ones after the launch is complete. Um, and in return, we pay a lease fee. We pay our rent, right? Um, meaning that they will get an additional return on their investment and they will still own their gold the entire time. And it's insured. They have insured gold holdings throughout the... Um, the time of their investment. So as inflation, of course, continues to devalue the dollar and make gold rise, they will receive all of those gains as well as additional gains um, for investing with us. So there's there's multiple ways that they can make a, a handsome return on that investment. But that's really, that's really the bottom line. We do not have an Arizona sponsor yet. Uh, the other thing that we need in order to launch a new state is we need a business network of businesses that say they want to use it. In Arizona, that means we need about 100 business owners to come forward and say, I want to use sound money in my business. Sign me up to accept the gold back. Uh, now, we've probably got a couple dozen in Arizona already, um, though we don't publish that until we launch a currency. Uh, but 
you know, we, I'm sure we could use at least 75 more businesses in Arizona to sign up and an investor to say, I'll help provide the needs for that community. And then we could do it. Now, there's one third thing that some states need, but Arizona is good enough on. You cannot have a state that um, regulates in any harassing way, at least, gold ownership. There are several states that have very, very backwards laws that attempt to tax money. Um, yeah. That would would try to say, look, if you um, normally, you know, let's say I let's say I've got a hundred dollar bill and I want change, and I want you to give me a bunch of twenties and you know some fives and tens, some ones even, right? Um, you can do that, and I will still have a hundred dollars left over when I'm done. It's essential that the state laws treat gold as money. Otherwise, what could end up happening is you go in to get say twenty dollars worth of gold backs. And instead of getting the five gold backs you expect, you get four gold backs and a little bit of change. And you're like, wait a second, what happened? Well, if they're taxing the money itself every time you exchange it, um, that that can become very prohibitive. The other thing that makes it prohibitive is, does that mean that you need to double tax every transaction done in gold backs? Now, Arizona does not have this problem. Arizona has a legal tender act. Um, and so we, that isn't a problem in Arizona, but there are some states, Virginia comes to mind, um, that tax gold ownership or prohibit it or try to um, tax it at certain price points. If they do any of that, it makes it very difficult um, yeah. for, the, for the system to actually function as a currency there. And I can see that for sure. There's a huge move. Uh, more and more states are, are exempting gold from any taxation. Mm -hmm. um every year a few more jump on so this has been a huge move i think it's in the t it must be in the 20s or 30 states now that have no uh yeah tax. yeah you know and so in arizona i mean you can start using them right now in arizona but they're just going to have the other states designs which brings up another interesting point so people will ask sometimes well if what if i'm in what if I'm in Wyoming, but I only have New Hampshire goldbacks? What do I do? It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. They're completely interchangeable. One goldback is one one thousandth of a troy ounce, no matter what denomination, no matter what state design is on it. It's the same amount of gold. Uh, you could think of it like the state quarters, right? right. Uh, if you had a state quarter on it that said Louisiana, you can still spend that quarter in Florida. It's still a quarter. Right? Yeah. yeah. Same thing here, more or less. It's, still it's, just, it's just cool to have your state on the bill, though. It um, is, right? It's really cool. And, you know, to have your own state local landmarks and history and all of that on the artistic designs, it is really cool. So um, I seen on the gold back, it says, and we're getting short on time, so we'll make this quick. But I seen on the okay. gold back, you have printed right on the gold back, hey, this is not a U.S. dollar legal tender, you know, right. private, privately issued. So I assume that is to avoid the problem that they had with the Liberty dollar, right? Correct. That was one of the that really when it came down to it, the thing that ticked them off the most about the Liberty dollar was that they were claiming it was a dollar. They had specific dollar amounts, a specific fixed exchange rate between um, Liberty dollars and American dollars, um, uh, making it as though this is the American dollar. Uh, that th that was one of the main points of contention that, that had them upset. It's not necessarily what uh, Bernard von Nottenhaus actually got in trouble for. Uh, but on the other hand, um, we have some brilliant attorneys on staff. Our general counsel, um, Larry Hilton, actually helped create and push for these legal tender acts all across the country uh, that allow specie to be legal tender, um, which is another term for precious metal specie. Um, and 
we're, we're very confident that everything we're doing right now is perfectly legal. Uh, we're not even doing the things they complained that he did with the Liberty dollar. But yeah, that's exactly what it is. A gold back is not a dollar. It says one on here. People say, oh, it says one. That means it's worth one dollar, right? And I said, no, one peso is not a dollar. One euro is not a dollar. One Bitcoin is not one dollar. Um, and neither is this. This is yeah. one gold back. And it, so. Yeah, and it doesn't look anything like the dollar. It's totally different. It says right yeah. on it. It's not a U.S dollar monetary thing so um privately issued i don't even see i don't to be honest i don't even think the liberty dollar looked anything like the dollar and the fact that they claimed that it was counterfeit dollars is unbelievable it looked like monopoly money to me didn't it <laughs> didn't it right but they also have the coins right That's right like, yeah i could $10. see the coin i could see the coins maybe but the bills no way um, yeah the bills were clearly not <laughs> you know they didn't have a they didn't have a president they didn't have the you know none of that it was all very different. Yeah. Fascinating. I love it. Um, yeah. The Goldback, goldback.com, the Goldback company. You can find them at the, all kinds of metals dealers. I think Money Money Metals yep. has them. Yep. Um, Almost any gold or silver seller is selling the Goldbacks. If they aren't, tell, tell them. them they ought to get on the, help them get on board because, you know, we need, uh, we need money that can circulate. We do. And we're going to support that. And we've been pushing in Arizona to try to get businesses on board. So we're going to keep doing that. Benjamin Schaefer, legal counsel for the Goldback. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you for your yeah, time. Yeah, thank you. And uh, keep up the good work. we got to fight for our liberties. Otherwise, we lose them. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Don't Tread on Liberty with Jason Davis. Subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, or your favorite platform. For more Liberty news, check out www.donttreadonliberty.com and subscribe to the blog or join the conversation.